Welcome everyone to the Victory Prayer Circle with We Who Dwell. I am your host, Natasha Watson. Super excited to be here. And I think that, you know, God has something amazing in store for us today. We are in such a high time in the Lord. Good morning. We are in such a, a magnificent season. This is a supernatural season. I'm not just saying that, it really is. And so today we're going to talk about that and then we're going to pray. And so if you have any prayer concerns, you can put it in the chat room or visit us online at wehodwell.org if you want it to be anonymous um, or if you just want us to to have your email as well. You can visit us at wehodwell.org. Listen, we're going to kick us off in prayer. And I thank you all for joining. For those of you who are not familiar, the Victory Prayer Circle is a weekly prayer gathering and podcast of We Who Dwell Faith Network. And the We Who Dwell Faith ne Network seeks, seeks to empower disciples of Christ by encouraging us and empowering us to dwell in his presence through the word, through worship, and through prayer. And so this morning on the Victory Prayer Circle, God has um, told us to talk about how to encounter Christ and how to experience God in um, another way, not really another way, but just how to get, a, you know, another level of understanding of God by understanding what he called his holy feast. So we're going to talk about his holy feast and it doesn't really have much to do with food, but we're going to talk about it because we're in a holy feast season right now. And so we're going to talk about that and then we are going to pray. So good morning. As you come on in, in the chat room, go ahead and shout out uh, everybody. Just say good morning, good morning, good morning. Let us know where you are joining from it for those who are in the podcast we welcome you all right let's get into our opening prayer lord we bless your name god we thank you for you are good you are holy you are wonderful lord we thank you for allowing us to wake up god we thank you for breath god we thank you for the activity of our limbs god we thank you that we are in our right minds that we have the ability to pray and to worship and to fellowship to gather and even to intercede for one another lord in the body of christ and even those who are in the world god we thank you that you have given us all power and authority to trample over scorpions and snakes and nothing can harm us. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have already declared that we have the victory through Christ Jesus and through our faith in him and our faith, Lord, in your word. So God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you for your love, Lord. We love you. We thank you, God, for the abundance of, of blessings and new grace and mercy that you give us each morning. God, we thank you, Lord, that your grace never runs out for us. Your love never runs out for us, God. We thank you, Lord, that we are so treasured by you, God. You told us that we are beautifully and wonderfully made, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which you prepared beforehand. So we thank you, God, for the good works that you've prepared. We thank you, Lord, that you have told us that you have a plan for our lives, a, a plan to prosper us and not 
not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. So Lord, we thank you for the future. We thank you, oh God, that you shut doors, Lord, that didn't need to be shut, that didn't need to be open, God. And you open doors, Lord, that only you could open, God. We thank you for your divine protection, Father, for your sovereign hand, for blocking things, God, that we didn't even know that were bad for us, God, but for having our backs, Lord. We thank you, God, for allowing us to skip processes, oh God, and accelerating us, Lord. We thank you, God, for answering our prayers and telling us to call on you. You said, call on me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So God, right now, Lord, we call on you this morning during the victory prayer circle. We call on you, God, to show us, Lord, things that we don't know. We call on you, oh God, to reveal, Lord, your will for our lives, God, to reveal, God, your will for our families, God, to reveal your will, Lord, for the ministries, the businesses, the works, the plans, the things that you have put in our hands, God. We call on you, oh God, for answers, Lord, for strategies, God. Some people are seeking a breakthrough, God. Some people, Lord, are, are seeking financial um, assistance, God, and financial blessings, God. And so we declare that you shall meet, according to your word, all of their needs, all of our needs, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God, we call on you right now, the creator of the heavens and the earth, oh God. Some of us have low thinking. We've been thinking too low. We've been thinking too average, God. And you have, you're calling us up this morning to become extraordinary in our thinking, to become extraordinary in our expectation for your word tells us that you can do, oh God, exceedingly, you will do exceedingly abundantly more than what we can ask or imagine, Father, according to your power that works within us. So Lord, today, God, we ask that you would just activate your power. Holy Spirit, activate your power within us, Lord, that we can navigate the different circumstances that you would take us through, Lord, the different places and positions, God, activate yourself in us, oh God, so that we know how to speak to people, God, so that we don't get offended, Lord, help us, oh God, not to yield to temptation, oh God, and deliver us, oh God, from every form of evil, God. Help us, oh God, Holy Spirit, help us. If there's anything that we've done, Lord, that we didn't repent of, and repent doesn't just mean ask for forgiveness. Repent means to turn away from the sin, to turn away, not to do it anymore, to refuse to even partake. And so God, right now, Lord, I ask that you will put things on our heart that and on our minds God, that we need to repent from, things that we need to turn away from, Lord. If there's anything that we've been engaged in, God, that you want us to get out of our lives, Lord, right now, put it on our hearts, Holy Spirit, and we repent of it, God. We confess that we have sins, Lord, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you also that we will be forgiving to those, Lord, who trespass against us, those who hurt and harm us, God. We won't be so hard on them, Lord. We won't be so tough on people, God, because you aren't that tough on us. You are that God who is just waiting to condemn us, waiting to um, find us 
um, faultful, God, but you are forgiving. You give us grace and mercy and love and compassion. So Lord, help us. Holy Spirit, help us give that same grace, mercy, love, and compassion to others, even when they make mistakes, even when they hurt us or do us wrong, even when they talk about us, God. Help us to forgive them, oh God, and give them that same grace, God, that you give to us, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for blocking everything that the enemy has for us. We rebuke and bind Satan in every attack, every scheme that he will try to, to throw at us, every fiery dart. We rebuke it with our shield of faith. And God, we thank you, Lord, for dispatching angels, Lord, to surround us, God, to dispatching angels as we declare your word this morning the angels are going to ensure that it comes to pass they are waiting lord listening for your word lord so that they could perform it god hallelujah lord we thank you for our angelic assistance god we thank you for our angelic protection, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are granting us, Lord, long life and salvation, God. And so, God, you get all the glory. You get all the honor. You get all the praise. There is none like you. You are high and lifted up, oh God. And this morning, we just declare that you are Lord. So have your way, Lord. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we welcome you once again to the Victory Prayer Circle. Thank you all so much for joining. God bless you. If the music is too loud or if I'm too loud, let me know. Um, come on in the chat room. Just, you know, be be uh be chatty <laughs> be chatty this morning um so welcome to all of our our, our normal vpcs our victory prayer circlers <laughs> welcome to mr brown and mary brown jones welcome to angelica hello miss ellis to those of you who are new for the first time we welcome you, welcome you. I see some prayers coming into the chat room already. And so we are making sure that we note those so that we can pray for you in a moment. Listen, good morning, everybody. As I mentioned, we are in a high holy season today um, in this month, actually. And our topic for today is encounter Christ, experience God through his holy feast. And recently I've just been studying this. So, you know, you guys know how I am. Whenever I learn something or I study and I, I, I get an epiphany from the Lord, I just want to share it with you all. So I wanted to share this with you. You know, I know that we are very familiar with Holy Week and that is often what we learn about. And also um, in the church in many circles, they celebrate Lent. And Lent is a time period, 40 days before the resurrection, and it is usually associated with Jesus's 40-day fast in the wilderness. And so um, oftentimes believers will like um, intentionally fast, intentionally deny themselves things for Lent. All right. I'm not talking about Lent. But and today I'm not I'm not really going to talk about that much. But I did want to acknowledge that because I know many people are, um, you know, many people are commemorating that right now. And so next week we go into Holy Week and um, we'll quickly talk about Holy Week. Holy Week is the week that, you know, we call it the Passion Week. It's the week that Jesus went to the cross. And so um, on Sunday, we commemorate Palm Sunday, which um, basically commemorates Jesus um, going his, his triumphant entry, excuse me, into Jerusalem. All right. And so that is what we 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 
we commemorate on Palm Sunday. And so you'll see a lot of palms in the church. And that commemorates, again, his um, triumphant entry. And that's in the Bible in Matthew 21, 1 through 11, Mark 11, 1 through 11, Luke and, and John. It's in all four Gospels. OK, so I'm going to put those scriptures in um, the chat room. So so those of you who want to study all of this later. All right. So that's Palm Sunday. And then um, some, you know, there has been let me let me just go on. So I'm not going to really talk um, about like the specific things that Jesus, everything that Jesus did, like, you know, because some of it is up for debate. So some people say on Monday he went and cleared the temple um, Tuesday. He goes to the Mount of Olives. I don't want to focus on that so much. Um, Maundy Thursday is where we commemorate the last supper and that is when jesus and you know he met with his disciples and so the second circle is commemorating the monday thursday and the last supper the third circle is commemorating the cross and then the fourth circle is commemorating resurrection and of course with the cross we know that's when jesus was crucified and he went to the cross on Golgotha, right? He went to Calvary and he died for our sins. And then he went into the ground. He died. They, he, he, they buried him, okay? And then he rose and was resurrected on Resurrection Sunday. Um, or we'll just say Resurrection Day. Because again, a lot of these dates of the week, whether it was a Friday and, and a Sunday, um, many scholars debate them. I don't really want to do that today. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge Holy Week, right? So we know about Holy Week. We've been kind of in church. If you've been in church, you know that the church celebrates Holy Week. But today I want to talk about the Holy Feast, the Feast of the Lord. Now, God appointed three feast seasons with seven individual feasts. And um, feast is also sometimes called festivals, Okay. Um, and he scheduled them on the Hebrew calendar um, so that the Jews it, the Jews traveled to Jerusalem three times a year to keep them. So the three feasts that I want to talk about today are one Passover, the three feast seasons that God commemorated. It's not what Natasha's making up, but the three feast seasons that God said to always celebrate are Passover. So Passover isn't just it's not just a day, but it's a season. And there are other feasts within Passover. So Passover, Pentecost, we're familiar with Pentecost, and then Tabernacles, okay? So the three feast seasons, um, I'm going to put these up as well, are known as Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, you all, so stay with me, okay? All right, so these seasons... They portrayed and represented three major encounters with God in the lives of his people. Now, the first season, which is Passover, which is what we are in now, we're in the Passover season, was what well, we're entering the Passover season, was to teach the Hebrews how to find God's peace. Okay, so, you know, during Passover, let's go back to the story of Passover in Exodus um, I 
didn't give you this scripture, Elisa, but if you can find that it, it's in Exodus, the Passover, it might be Exodus 13, 12 or 13. But in Exodus, you all know that God called Moses to deliver the people, to help um, deliver the people out of Egypt, right? And Pharaoh would not let them go. And so God sent 10 plagues. He sent the first nine and Pharaoh's heart was still hardened, wouldn't let the people of Israel go. But on the 10th plague, which was killing of the firstborn of everything, that is where we get the Passover because God told his people, he said to kill a lamb. He said, you know, not kill it, but sacrifice a lamb and put the blood of the lamb around the doorpost. Okay, put the blood of the lamb around your doorpost and then the death angels would not be able to enter, would not be able to enter. Okay, and so this represented the Passover season. This represented the Passover, but I want to read something. It says, when the people applied the blood to the threshold and doorway, they were inviting God to pass over or cross over the threshold into their house as they were they as their protector from the angel of death. God, in a sense, stood in the doorway protecting the people from death. He entered into a threshold into a threshold, threshold blood covenant with the people as he crossed over the blood-stained threshold while his executioner entered the houses of those who did not have the blood. This Passover was actually a crossing over or threshold covenant. So that's the first, um, that's the first festival. So every year after that, God told the people to always remember that, okay? So that's the first one. The, and the purpose of this Passover season was to teach the people of God how to find God's peace. Within the Passover feast, though, within the Passover season, there's also a feast of unleavened bread and the feast of first fruits which I'll probably teach about later on. Um, that starts after resurrection. So the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Feast of First Fruits. The second feast season is Pentecost. Pentecost is a single feast. So you know how Passover is the Passover, but it's also Feast of Unleavened Bread and Feast of First Fruits. If anybody is able to take notes and type what I'm saying, anything in the chat room, that would be helpful because I know we have some people who want to study this stuff. So that might be helpful to you, okay? The next season, again, the second feast season is Pentecost. This is a single feast season, and it taught the Hebrews, and it teaches us today how to receive God's power. So this year, Pentecost is on June 5th, and we know Pentecost was the day that the Holy Spirit um, fell upon the believers, and they started to speak in tongues, and that's when they received their power, and it was promised by Jesus. The third feast season is called Tabernacles. And the purpose of this feast season was to teach people how to enter into God's rest. That included the Feast of Trumpets, Atonements, and Tabernacles. And we celebrate those feasts, or the Hebrews and those who celebrate the feast, those come in the fall, okay? So the interesting thing that I recently learned and the reason why I wanted to teach is, is that Jesus not only celebrated these festivals and feasts himself, 
But every major redemptive event in his life also happened on a feast season. God established his feast during his appointed season. And these are called seasons is the word is Moed. And it, it means that something happens in a certain time and sequence. So Jesus was um, the Messiah. So he was called to fulfill these feasts, to fulfill these seasons. Okay. Meaning he was called to embody their true spiritual purpose and meaning. So do you remember that passage where Jesus was like, I didn't come to abolish the law. I didn't come to abolish it, but I came to fulfill it. That word there really means to embody its true spiritual purpose and meaning. So Jesus didn't come to do away with it. He came to make it, um, make it true. He came to um, actualize it. Okay. So Jesus fulfilled the first two feast seasons, Passover and Pentecost at his first coming. And he will fulfill the third feast season, which is tabernacles at his second coming. So during the Passover, he went to the cross. Okay. During Passover, he went to the cross. All right. And so let me read a little bit about how Jesus fulfilled the feast. It says for 1500 years, and I'm reading from this book. It's called Celebrating Jesus in the Biblical Feast, okay? And I have a lot of books on this, but this one was really most interesting to me. It says, for 1,500 years, the Jewish people have been celebrating the Feast of Passover by killing a lamb and offering it as a sacrifice to God. They knew about lambs, but the blood of an animal could only cover their sins. It could, it could not take them away. In view of this, God sent prophets to explain to people that one day in the future, a human lamb will come who would deal with the problem of sin and death once and for all. The prophet Isaiah spoke of the suffering of his human lamb, the, uh, excuse me, the suffering that this human lamb would experience. He wrote a very clear graphic description, which is recorded in Isaiah chapter 53. Now let's pull up. I want to look at Isaiah 53. I didn't, I'm going to just pull it up and share my screen because many of us, we stop, we read Isaiah 53 and we read a little bit of it, right? But I want us to look at this whole, whole chapter. I hope this is interesting to you all. How are y'all doing? Are you following? Are you following? <laughs> This is a little bit a different teaching, but I did feel it was important. We're going to get into why it's important in a moment. Okay. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 53, it says, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up. Now, remember, this is prophesying about Jesus. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was 
crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone away. Each of us has turned our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So remember, Jesus was the lamb. Okay, because every year the Jewish people had been sacrificing lambs, but Jesus came to be that lamb once and for all that would not just cover sins, but would take them away. So it says he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so did he not open his mouth. But by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10 says, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the Lord of the, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous service servants will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Hallelujah. So again, I know that was a lot, but I feel like this is important. Okay. So then it says, as the time came for this human lamb to be sacrificed, God crossed over time and space and became one of us in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. God sent one last prophet to help the people recognize him. This prophet was John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. John introduced Jesus with these words, behold, the lamb of God. And that's in John 1.36. It says, John identified Jesus as the human lamb Isaiah spoke of who would give his life for the sins of the world. Jesus was born for this purpose. And you can see Acts 2.22 through 23. All right. And so since this, so you will notice that the feast of the Lord. So wait, since this was the reason for his birth, Jesus's entire life was predestined so that he would fulfill this exact purpose as God had instructed the Jews to practice it for 1500 years. So Jesus was set aside to be the lamb that would save us from our sins. And every prophecy, everything that, what I, oh, this is so fascinating to me, but everything that God had instructed the Jews to do with their lambs, when they sacrificed it, Jesus fulfilled it in his person. And so again, they had to set the lamb aside at a certain time of day. So normally in the morning, they would set the lamb aside and then it would die. They would kill it around three so that they could eat it before the Passover. So they could eat it like, before the day, the next day. 
that's exactly what happened with Jesus. He was put on the cross in the morning and he died. I want to say it was at three. Okay, 3 p.m. So it says, likewise, Jesus, the human lamb, was observed and tested for five days by the, by the religious leaders. So the Jewish people, they would take their lambs and they would make sure that they were without spot or blemish. So they would set them aside for those many days. And again, they, wouldn't, they couldn't break the bones of lambs. Jesus's bones weren't broken on the cross because, again, he had to be that sacrificial human lamb this was so good to me i was like my goodness and so let me continue so you can find more i'm gonna read some scripture about these spring these feasts okay from leviticus but we have um leviticus 23 numbers 28 through 29 and deuteronomy 16 all talk about these feasts and Leviticus, I'm only going to read a few passages from this chapter, but it really outlines these three feast seasons that I'm mentioning today. All right, so let's pull up the verses. It's um, it's just going to be like some verses. They, they're not going to be all of the chapter. Hallelujah. So if you could put those verses up, I don't have them. Um, Elisa, if you could put, put them up. Hallelujah. All right. So it says Leviticus 23 starts and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my feasts. Now, I want to stop there because it doesn't say these are feasts of the Jewish people. And many for many years, Christianity has attempted to separate itself from many of the customs of the Lord because we were taught that they, oh, only Jewish people do these things. But no, this God says, these are my feasts. The feast, they're called right here. It says the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. A convocation is just like a gathering, a religious gathering, a time of celebration, a time, a set aside time to meet with the Lord. And he says, these are my feasts. Then let's go to verse four. It says, these are the feasts of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at their appointed times. And it, then he goes on to talk about the feast of first fruits. All right. And then the next verse I want to read. Um, verse nine says, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, verse nine and 10, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land, which I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest to the priest. So this is talking about the feast of first fruits now. For, verse 14 says, you shall eat neither bread nor parched grain nor fresh grain until the same day that you have brought an offering to your God. It shall be a statue forever. And that's what I wanted to pause on. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. So again, these appointed times that God set, and again, read the entire chapter of Leviticus 23, and it explains it, but these appointed times that God set, they didn't expire, and it wasn't about the law, it was more so about set times that God told his people, encounter me, so that's why today is called encounter Christ, and now, because Christ fulfilled these feasts, well, two of the three of them, we can encounter Christ. This is the month of Nisan, 
okay, and on in the Hebrew calendar. It's the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan, again, the month where Passover occurred. This is the month where Jesus went to the cross, where Jesus rose from the cross, okay? The Feast of Unleavened Bread, where God told the people to pretty much clear out um, their homes of leaven because leaven represented sin and it was for a period I want to say a five seven days and clear out the leaven and eat nothing with leaven in it and that is like to commemorate that that God cleared us from sins it's to it's a time set for the Lord so I wanted to share this with you and we'll continue with more teachings on this um, in the future. But let me just share a little bit more. So through the feast, we can grow spiritually by getting a better understanding of the Bible. We can gain greater insights into God's prophetic season. So we're always trying to figure out like, what is God doing? What is God saying? But during these feast seasons, it's a time where we can intentionally set aside time. We can set ourselves apart through fasting, through prayer, through fellowship, through reading of the word to encounter God. Okay. Um, the feasts also help us love and appreciate the Jewish people and gain a better understanding of the role in, of Israel in Bible prophecy and current events. And most importantly, we can get a renewed passion for Jesus. Once I realized that Jesus fulfilled these feasts when at his first coming, like that every major redemptive event in his life happened, during a feast, I was like, wow, they must be important. And I hadn't learned about these before. And so it was just, it was just, um, it blew me away. All right. It blew me away. The things that we can do during these seasons, in addition to focusing on God, we can love people. Um, you know, Jesus said, love God and love people and you're fulfilling the commandments. Right. And so love God, love people, draw near to God, seek to grow more in your spiritual walk during this time. Um, renew your covenant and your commitment to God, whatever he has, um, whatever you believe, you believe in Jesus, you believe in living holy and, and living a righteous life, renew that covenant to God, renew that commitment to live for Christ. Um, and the feasts are important in helping us to understand how to know God and how to walk with him through a personal relationship with Jesus. Because once I, I mean, I'm telling you, once I was awakened to the fact that Jesus himself fulfilled these feasts and what he was doing for Passover and that he celebrated these feasts, it made me want to say, wow, like this whole aspect of Jesus had been left off like i had never considered it you know it's like we hear words like and we thought passover was just for the old testament right for the israelites coming out of um egypt that's what i had thought that passover was only for them like it was that that's the only reason why we celebrate passover but no jesus actually gave us his blood gave up himself and shed his blood just like they shed the blood of the lamb on passover so that the enemy would have to pass over us forever so it's still relevant today it's not just a hebrew bible thing or old testament um story it is still relevant are y'all still here are y'all still here so i'm gonna pray concerning that and then we're gonna go into a time of prayer hallelujah 
So God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your appointed seasons, your Moed, God, your appointed seasons to encounter you. We thank you, Lord, for the appointed times where we can um, learn more about you, God, and, and for everything that you've done in times past for your people. We thank you for the Passover, God. We thank you, Lord, for our resurrected lamb, Jesus, who is our lion and our lamb. God, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that not only covers our sins, God, but it saves us, God. It saves us, Lord. It, it heals us, God. The blood, the blood, the blood. We thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you, God for the blood. We thank you for Jesus, for being our Passover lamb. We thank you for being our resurrected King, Jesus. We thank you that you emptied of yourself and even gave us your spirit. And we'll be um, celebrating, commemorating that during Pentecost. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for giving us all of you so that we can truly become all that you created us to be, God. And Lord, we pray that you would, um, I pray, Lord, that you would move on our hearts this season, God, and that you would cause us to go deeper in you, cause us to go deeper in fasting and prayer, God, in repentance, Lord, in almsgiving, God, because your word tells us in Isaiah 58 that when we fast, we should also help others, God. We should also um, just turn away from wickedness, God. And so, Lord, I pray that, you know, during this time of, holy convocation, God, this holy season of yours, Lord, that we would grow closer to you, that we would reconnect with you and reconnect with our faith. God, I pray, Lord, that even if there's one who doesn't know you, God, and they need a Passover lamb, they need the lamb, they need the blood, that they will be moved right now, Lord, to commit to you, to commit their life to Jesus and commit to knowing you and encountering you and living for you and loving you. God, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. All right, you all. So again, now we don't only just need to celebrate Holy Week and Pentecost, right? We can celebrate these feasts seasons, these three feast seasons. And I'll try to do some more teaching on this in the coming weeks and months as well. So we can keep it on our hearts and our minds. But again, read Leviticus 23. You can also read Deuteronomy 16 and Numbers 28 through 29 and read all about the, the Feast of Pentecost. And there are seven feasts, but there's three feast seasons. Okay. So Go deeper in that. Um, and yeah, I, I think you'll be blessed by it as I was blessed as I've learned these things. Okay. And so let's begin to pray. If we can, we're going to shift. Okay. We're going to pray in the spirit for um, a minute or 30 seconds or so. And then we're going to begin to pray for one another. Okay. So let's just pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. God, have your way, Lord. And if you don't have a heavenly language, just begin to praise the Lord. 
in your natural language. God, we know that you hear us. God, we pray that you would bless us this morning, God, that we pray that you would hear our cries this morning, God, that you would hear the, the intercession, God, that we are going to be interceding for people, standing in the gap, Lord, for people, God. Help us, Holy Spirit, to say what you want to to be said, to declare what needs to be declared, Lord, to shut down what needs to be shut down, oh God, God, help us, those who are hurting right now, that person who is just hurting with a broken heart, oh God, I pray right now that you would touch her heart, Lord, touch his heart or her heart, God, I pray that you would ease the pain, oh God, that you would comfort them in the name of Jesus, oh God. Your word says that you are blessed and near, you are near, excuse me, near to the brokenhearted, oh God. And you comfort those who mourn, oh God. And so we thank you for being near. Emmanuel, God with us. God, we thank you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you. Yes, God. We bless you. We lift up Kavan, oh God. She says that her new home has a leak and her finances are low. She needs direction on what new job God wants her to have. In the name of Jesus, God, you hear her prayers, God. You hear, oh God, the, the cries of her heart, Lord, and you, you know her needs. And so, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will provide for her, God. Provide a way to get that leak fixed in her home, God. We pray that there will be somebody who will want to help her, God, or you would give her the wisdom to know what to do, oh God, to know, oh God, um, who to reach out to, or Lord, what, what piece to, to put where, God, there's nothing impossible with you, Lord, and so we declare that that issue will not be an issue anymore. God, we ask that you would raise up help for her, Lord, raise up help for your daughter, oh God, and that you would also give her new direction, God, and open up a new opportunity, a financial opportunity for her, God, for a new position, oh God, that she would thrive, oh God, and prosper. I declare that she shall prosper, oh God, even as her soul prospers in the name of Jesus. She shall be in good health, that all will be well in the name of Jesus. And Crystal is saying she wants prayer for her friend TJ. And so God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up TJ to you, God. We thank you for TJ. We thank you, God, for his friend, um, Crystal, God. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing, oh Lord, in TJ's life, Lord. You know, God, what he is in need of, Lord. You know, God, the issues of his heart, God. You know the state, oh God, of his um, of his mind, oh God. You know, Lord, the things that he is going through, God. And so, Lord, we ask that you would just be with TJ, oh God, that you would give him strength, that you would give him wisdom, that you would um, meet all of his needs, oh God. We bless you, oh God. We praise you, oh God. We glorify you, oh God. If you have a prayer need, please put it in the chat room. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We're just coming into agreement with you. We thank you. It is God who, who brings all the prayer requests to pass. He is he's meet, He meets all of our needs. But he says that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And we're not righteous because we say we're righteous. We're only righteous because we're in Christ. And so right now we're coming together. We're putting our faith together, believing God for greater, 
for one another. And so if you have a prayer need right now, please feel free to share it. Please feel free to share it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We pray for our brother and sister in Christ. I can't see the name, but it says, bless my new endeavors. And so, Lord, we pray for a blessing in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, that you will bless the work of his or her hands, oh God. You said that if we are obedient, oh God, and willing, that we would eat the fruit of the land, oh God. And so I declare that there is a spirit of obedience, a spirit of willingness, God. You said that you would bless us if we are willing, oh God. It's Latanya. Hey, Latanya. And God, we pray that you will bless Latanya. Bless her books, oh God. Bless her businesses. Bless the, the education that she is delivering, God, the teaching, God, that she gives, oh God, to people, Lord. Bless those who are in her classrooms, oh God. Bless her family, Father. We just pray, Lord. We speak blessings in abundance over her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. God, we bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, thank you. We pray for McClendon, Ellerby, and Teal families. Yes, we lift them up to you, Lord. Lord, we ask for your strength. We ask God for your guidance for these families, Lord. We pray for restoration and healing, God, in these families. We pray for financial breakthroughs and recovery of all that has been lost, Lord. We pray for strength, Lord, healing, God. I just feel a, a window on healing, healing, healing for those families. God, we lift up Tasha. She says, praying for direction in business, education, and a stable home. So guys, let's pray for Tasha. We pray for her right now, Lord. God, your word says that you show us the path of life, Lord. You said that you will make a way for us in the wilderness, God. Your word says that you order our steps, God. And so de we're declaring that word, Lord, and asking that you would, we thank you. We thank you for ordering Tasha's steps, God, in business, in education, and we command her home to be stable, Lord. We declare that there are mental, there's mental stability in that home, financial stability, social and emotion, emotional and relational stability in her home in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Oh, God, I want to thank you for everyone who is praying. I want to ask you, Lord, to especially strengthen the intercessors, God, for where the enemy, they, they are interceding. We've been interceding, but the enemy would like to throw darts and attacks, God. And so we ask for strength, God, that there would be fortitude, Father, for the intercessors, God, and tenacity. Lord, we declare resilience for your intercessors, God, that they would have, they would be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I declare that the intercessors shall not grow weary, Lord, in well-doing, God. Lord, we just lift them up to you, oh God. In Jesus' name, we pray for Sakara's friend, um, 
she says, pray for my friend's sister. Today she's having surgery. Pray for steady hands of the doctor and a swift recovery. In the name of Jesus, we declare it so. God, we pray, Lord, for the doctors, Lord. We pray that you would give them excellent of spirit, a spirit of excellence, God, that they would have steady hands, God. We, we declare that all things will be well, that they will be guided by the Holy Spirit, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would recover, that you would allow um, this friend's sister to recover quickly from this surgery, Lord. We declare, Lord, that all will be well, that everything will happen decent, decently and in order. In Jesus' name, we pray that your angels would surround that hospital room as that surgery is taking place and ensure that all goes well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have a prayer request, you can put it in the chat room. Hallelujah. God, I pray for every business owner right now. Declare um, incredible income incredible income new clients lord pray for wisdom god wisdom to do what you called them to do god we pray for strength lord stability in their mind and their finances and their families and their emotions god i pray lord that you would help them steward what you put on them well that you would give them witty ideas and inventions god creativity like creativity flow for the business owners right now we pray that they wouldn't just be regular business owners but they would be kingdom-minded god that they would be um investors father in the kingdom lord they would finance ministries god build schools and orphanages lord and 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 move projects along oh god that they would use their gifts oh god to advance the kingdom of god we pray for favorite humphrey asking for discernment in her life school and finances and so lord we ask you lord you said that you give us the gift of discernment so we pray for for discerning of spirits for her, God, that you would just give her the gift of discernment, God. Sharpen her, Lord. Give her the spirit of wisdom. Just raise your hand and say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive your discernment, Lord. I receive your wisdom, Lord. Oh, God, we pray that you would bless her endeavors in school, Lord, and we declare that God is meeting your financial needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Full restoration for Sabrina and Ezekiel. God, that he will come home. Yes, we are just standing in agreement that Andrea's grandson Ezekiel will come home and that she will get a sevenfold return for what the enemy has stole. We declare um, strength in that family, love, a return in love, a return, oh God, in relationships, Father, a return, Father, even in the time, oh God. Your, your word says that you can make up the time, oh God, that you will restore everything that the enemy has stolen in the name of Jesus, God. We declare a restoration of joy, a restoration of, of, of happiness, a restoration restoration, oh God, of wealth in Jesus' name, God, and that her grandson shall prosper in all that he does, that he will be advanced, God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for advancement for Ezekiel. Hallelujah. 
Hello, Pastor Nina. We pray. We pray for the well. We pray for the well, the sisters, the ladies of the well and their mentorship program. We pray, pray, pray for them. We pray for everything that Pastor Nina is doing. God, we pray that you will bless her, keep her, let your face shine upon her. God, give her your, your peace, God. We pray that the women, Lord, will receive all that they need from that mentorship program. God, that they will be enlightened, oh God, to do thy your will oh god that they will be quickened in their spirit that they would not conform to the world but they through that mentorship you would help them oh god learn how to be transformed in the spirit of their minds in jesus name hallelujah god we thank you we thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah god we bless you we thank you So I just want to declare some words over your finances. Okay. I'm going to declare some, some kingdom words over your finances. Okay. So we will not rob God. Hallelujah. By withholding our tithes and offerings, we will be obedient. And this is according to Malachi 3, 8 through 10. We will be obedient and bring our tithes to the storehouse so that there will be food in his house. And we expect... How do people expect the Lord to open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing for us that there would not be room enough to receive it in Jesus name? And in Malachi 3, 11, 12, um, still on the same passage, because we are tithers, our crops, our work, our hello, will, will be abundant. Our, our um, harvest will be abundant. The Lord will guard them from anything, from anything that the enemy sends. Hallelujah. Nations will call us blessed and our land will be such a delight. Hallelujah. Jesus came, John 10, 10 says, Jesus came so that we will have life and we will have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. We are confident that the father hears us. Whenever we ask for anything according to his will, and since we know that he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for according to 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We will be strong and courageous and careful to obey God's instructions. We will not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and then we will be successful in everything in everything that we do excuse me according to joshua 1 7 hallelujah we will not get wealth from get rich quick schemes that quickly disappear but we will gain it over time through our hard work according to proverbs 13 11. we are good women and men who will leave an inheritance to our grandchildren and the sinner's wealth will pass on to us, the godly, according to Proverbs 13, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich and he, had, he adds no sorrow with it, according to Proverbs 10, 22. We choose good reputation over great riches. So to be held high in esteem is better than silver and gold in Proverbs 22 and 1. Hallelujah. So we bless you this morning. We pray that you will be encouraged, that you are encouraged. We pray that you would just remember that God created you. 
in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he um, he called for far in advance. He knew about it before you were here. He knew what you were going to do. He has a purpose and a plan for you. Don't fret when you experience trials or turmoils. They are strengthening you and God is with you in it. Yes, we pray for Catalyst Coach Robin for her son. We pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. We call on Yeshua, our deliverer, God, to go into his situation, go into his life, God. Go in, Lord, and deliver him, rescue him, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over him. Let the death angel, let every evil spirit, every wicked thing cross over him, pass over him in the name of Jesus. God, we stand in the gap for him, Lord. Believing you, God, for his deliverance. Believing you, God, that he would be rescued from the enemy's hands in the name of Jesus. God, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. So she favorite Humphrey says, can you put your cash app up? Oh, God bless you. God bless you. And thank you so much for the blessing. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. We thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for restoration that you have ministered this morning. We thank you for the healing and the deliverance. And we thank you, God, for teaching us this morning about your holy feast, your, your times, your seasons, God, the season of Passover and Pentecost and tabernacles, God. We thank you, God, for teaching us how we can encounter you and know more about about Jesus by knowing how he fulfilled the feast, God, and fulfilled your word, God, the prophecies, oh God, that had been prophesied for 1,500 years, oh God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer needs this morning, oh God, for responding, Lord. We thank you for dispatching angels, God, to minister to us, oh God, and to hear your word, oh God, and hearken to perform it, God. We thank you, Lord, for even those unspoken prayer requests, God, those things that are on our hearts, Lord, that we didn't find fit to put in these chat rooms, God, but you know what they are. God, you are close to us, Lord. You are closer than a friend. You know every hair on our head. You numbered our days, God. You created us and knew us before we were formed in our mother's wombs, oh God. And so we bless you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for even meeting those unspoken needs. And God, if they're your will, Lord, we come into agreement with them now, God. We even stand in agreement, God, for those things that haven't been spoken, God, but that are, are necessary, God, that are needed, that your people need, oh God. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to strengthen us and give us the grace, Lord, to do all that you called us to do. God, we will not faint. We will not grow weary. God, we, we will not quit. Even if we grow weary, we will not quit. We will not quit when we're tired or when we're afraid. So God, we bless you. We thank you. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So thank you so much, guys, for interceding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I do want to share a couple of announcements with you. So um, in a couple of weeks, we will have a special guest, Bishop Stephanie Stratford. She's doing a five-day morning devotional at 7 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Central from the 18th through the 24th, all right? 
It's from the 18th through the 24th, right here in the We Who Dwell Faith Network. And she's going to be speaking from her book, Rivers in the Desert. It's going to be morning devotionals. Okay, so we want you to put it on your calendar to wake up with the Victory Prayer Circle and We Who Dwell as we connect with Bishop Stephanie Stratford. And she has an encouraging word for us every day. Um, you're going to be blessed. Okay, so don't forget to join us the 18th through the 24th. Also, um, I want to thank everyone who gives. I want to thank everyone who continues to sow into the ministry. We are able and help able to support and help our community because of what you um, give. And so we just want to thank you so much. Um, if you do want to sow, you can sow to We Who Dwell on Cash App or visit wehudwell.org. And today, this week, for those who sold $20 or more, we do have a gift for you. We're going to um, give you um, copies of these two books. So this is the, uh, my bundle, um, The Absence of Excess. It is really all about experiencing God um, through just his presence and, and not necessarily all the extra stuff. It, it walks you through a spiritual journey um, as God ministered to me through the people of East Africa and Tanzania. So this is, um, and it also includes this companion journal and workbook, which will help you live on mission for God, live on mission for Christ, no matter what you do. Okay. So no matter if you're your teacher or barber, no matter what you do, a mechanic, this, um, this companion journal is going to help you live on mission for Christ everywhere. So again, for those of you who sold $20 or more, um, we will be sending this book out. All right. And so lastly, I want to encourage you to join our text community. Um, you can text the word dwell to 55469. And we send out alerts whenever we go live, whenever we have a Bible study or a prayer meeting. And so you can join us um, by texting dwell at 55469. And remember, guys, the Victory Prayer Circle is also a podcast. So we need your reviews. Go to your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts. Search Victory Prayer Circle and be sure to leave a review, okay? And if you have a prayer um, request throughout the week, we will be praying for the Clark family um, in this time of sorrow. Everyone put the Clark family on your prayer list. But if you have a prayer request throughout the week, you can visit wehudwell.org and share it. And we will pray for you, you know, not just on the Victory Prayer Circle but also throughout the week. And when we get here, we'll pray for you together here too, okay? So we just want to thank you so much. We I pray that God strengthens you. And remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's nothing that you cannot do, all right? So God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week.